Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Creating Connection. I'm your host, Kim Dunn. I'm a psychologist and a mother of three. And yes, I'm a bit socially awkward. I will put my hand up. And today's episode is about creating connections, particularly around networking when you are socially awkward. So first of all, do you know that you're part of a network, whether you want to be or not, whether you are actively networking or not, you are in one. Because a network is just a group of people, people who are connected to each other. So whether that be directly or indirectly. For example, your closest friend is part of your network and so is their cousin who comes out with you from time to time or who you might see at certain occasions and talk to and who owns a business and so it goes, okay? Your teachers, your boss, your LinkedIn connections, people in your team, people you work with, anyone you communicate with on a regular or irregular basis. And when we extend the network out, it's also anyone they connect with and anyone, their people they communicate with, who they communicate with. So some people are close connections and some are distant. And there's others in your network who you can only access through someone else. So it just goes on and on and on. So just imagine there's you and you have five people in your network and each of those people are connected to five other people. Mm -hmm. And then they're connected to five other people. So it just is a bit of an infinite loop. Um, all right. So look, there are undoubtable benefits to having a good, strong network. Not the least of these is better mental health and being less prone to burnout. You can also get more job connections, more referrals, more opportunities for growth and you know, to do things that you want to do, like speaking, talking, running workshops, um, whatever. Not just lots and lots of opportunities. And conversely, if you have a small network or a weak network, there's less opportunities. There's less different perspectives. There's increased loneliness and isolation. And so there are lots of benefits to having a network. There's quite a bit of debate about what size network is best and that varies between face-to-face -face and digital or virtual networking. But yeah, it's good, okay. But what if you're socially awkward, okay? Like me, <laughs> I don't stride into a room confidently. Well, certainly not most of the time and I never used to. What I do, and this isn't intentional, but it's, something I've noticed that I do, when I walk into a room, I automatically stop and my mind just processes what's going on. Even if the room is full of people I know or their friends or family, I still stop and assess. You know, it's probably the part of my brain that's doing a risk assessment. Um, it's not something that I have conscious control over. Also, if I'm sending a message or an email, 
I just like to get to the point. I've never been one for small talk. So I'm like, okay, this is what I want. This is what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. But it's not it, is it? And I'll come back to how I get over that hurdle when we go through some tips. Um, also, I might make plans when I'm awake and happy. And, yep, I want to do this and catch up with this person and this sounds great. And then the day comes or the time comes and I might be feeling tired or anxious and just totally run out of spoons, totally wipe myself out just thinking about having to go and interact with others. Um, also a bit of an oversharer, which you might know if you've listened to enough of my podcasts or read what I've written. Um, you know, this might be because my job involves listening to others. And when I find someone who actually wants to listen to me, it can just open up the tap and away I go. I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve um, a lot. It's just an interesting mix. I'm both practical but also emotional. Uh, the social awkwardness also comes through is don't really know what to expect of people. I find people a bit unpredictable. Maybe you do too. And I can worry that I might offend someone or say the wrong thing, which has happened in some groups online who haven't been ultra compassionate. And it's one of the reasons why I created my own networking group. But despite all this, you know, and these are things I've worked on and I'm going to share some tips soon. Despite all this, within my network, I've still found jobs. I've found rooms to rent. I found accountability buddies, peer guidance, timely and practical information about how to cope with COVID-19 last year. I found speaking opportunities and workshop opportunities, friendships, support, and so much more. So we'll get to tips in a minute, but for now, let's have a bit of a closer look at one of the biggest myths about networking and that it's all about selling yourself and your product. Now, you may have gathered that that's a bit of a myth based on what I've said so far about networking. Now, here's a real-life example. So I felt I've always been a joiner. I like being involved in the community, whether that's sitting on school boards or parents from friends communities, putting my hand up to volunteer with Guide Dogs and Disability Australia and a whole lot of hosts of things over my life. And I wanted to join my local business networking group. But I knew I wouldn't get any direct counselling clients through that because that would be a conflict of interest in my job. So why, why join? What could I get out of it? Mm, what could I get out of it? Well... <laughs> There's two things on that scale. So, yes, there are things I can get out of it. But I also hope that I can give because networking is multidimensional. Mm -hmm. It's a two-way street, multidimensional and multidirectional. Um, so, you know, I thought there was perhaps things I could offer, but also I mightn't have got referrals, but there's... There's opportunities there, there's ideas, there's resources, there's information about the local area, there's people's perspectives, which I mightn't have um, come across before because there's a whole heap of different people who go to networking events. 
Mm -hmm. So networking is a living dynamic interplay where you both give and receive. It's not just selling yourself on your product. And when you take that pressure off yourself, that can really help with social awkwardness. Now let's have a little look at the three different types of networking. It can be divided into referral networking, growth and support. So referrals or how you get your business, that's the network where your clients come from or other paid work or your job. So where do your clients come from? Where do your speaking and workshop opportunities come from? Mm -hmm. And growth. How do you develop your business and career? Who do you have around you that helps you with that? Do you have a variety of people? So you're getting, you know, diverse opinions and perspectives. Is your network connective? Can you reach out beyond what you already know? And is it dynamic? Does it change as you do? You know, when I think back on my um, early days as a mother, the connections and network I had then that helped support me, I, they're, they're not the same now. I'm in a different stage of my career. I'm a different stage of my life. So your networks change. And then the third type is support network. And you know, this includes people who can give you information, you know, who have lots of knowledge and experience, people who can help problem solve, people can give you emotional support. They can give you feedback about your business and they can do things like hold you accountable or you know, be an accountability buddy. So there's lots of different dimensions of support. So if you link that back to my example of joining the local business network, you can see sorts of things that were there. Different perspectives on how to do business, local information, speaking opportunities, feedback on my business, ideas to think about how I could do things differently. I keep coming back to that. It's so important because you, if you just get stuck in your own network with people who have the same ideas that you do, how do you innovate and change and grow and um, be reflective of what your consumers and clients need. All right. So bit of, this is a bit of an over to you before I get to my tips. If you want to do so, I recommend that you grab a piece of A3 paper. So you can stop this here if you like, or you can come back to it. You can use three different sheets of paper as well. But if you've got some A3 paper, grab it. Make three columns and up the headings, you will have referral, support and growth. And think about all the different people in your network. Okay. And then think about all the people you've had contact with perhaps over the last six months. Um, if there's been a lot, you could make it three months or one month, whatever time period seems the best for you and list them. You can check your phone contacts, your email list, your social media. Think about who you've spoken to, where you've been, and put them in those columns. Um, at the moment, just think about who you have received. Remember I said that networking is multidimensional, 
but um, we'll just keep the receiving and what you give separately because otherwise it can be really overwhelming. So just have a think about who you've received. You know, where did those referrals come from? Where did the opportunities come from? Who gave you support? And put those in the, in the columns. And then when you've done that, have a look. Are there gaps? What do you need in your network that you don't have? Or what do you want more of right now? And that's going to be totally different for everyone. For example, you might have great support network, but not a lot in the growth column. Or you might not have a good um, support network, but you're getting heaps and heaps of referrals. So your referral network's really strong. So once you've done that, that gives you um, some scope and the start of a plan. And the planning is one of my best tips with networking. There has to be a reason. If you're socially awkward and it's uncomfortable for you to go out and network, there needs to be a really good reason why you're going to put yourself through all that. So that is a first tip. What is the plan? Suggest you start with looking at that list. This is the, probably one of the easiest places to start. And look at those who you value as part of your network but have lost a bit of touch with recently. Now, you can... See if you've posted anything yourself recently. And we're talking about virtual networking here. Um, this isn't necessary for you to have something that you've posted, but it could be helpful. It gives you gives the person you connect with a way to easily connect back with you. And here are some questions that might come up for you around like, do you have a profile or page? Do you have some clear digital identity? Because if not, that's going to make this digital or virtual networking almost impossible. So we're starting from that premise. If you don't have one and would like some, um, some information about that, just drop me a line, drop me a message and I'll see how I can help you. Okay, so you identified someone you'd like to touch base with. Go into their social media and read their latest post. Pick something that they've said recently to comment on. You might agree or disagree. You might have a similar story. It might just... Um, tick something off for you, you know, trigger something you want to share with them. And then a couple of things. First, comment on their post. This is a lovely thing to do for people to show that you're supporting them. And it's a really easy, socially awkward thing that you can do. Um, then, this is a little bit trickier, but I want you to send them a message or an email, whatever your usual way of communicating with them is. For example, if they sent you a message to connect in LinkedIn, then you can perhaps uh, message them back in LinkedIn. And when you send them that message, just reiterate what you said in the comment. You've gone, oh, I saw your post. Um, I was thinking of you. Notice you've written a post on blah, blah, blah. I, I think that makes a great point or whatever is relevant that you could add. That's it. You're not asking for anything. You're not selling yourself. You're creating a touch point. You can also share their post if that fits with you and, and um, it's appropriate for you to share or tag someone else in it. 
once again, this is, it's like a service of gratitude that you're thanking them for what they've put out there. You're acknowledging their contribution. All right. So that is an easy way to connect with someone that you've lost connection with, with minimum social awkwardness required. And so that is the first of the three big tips. So be strategic, all right? Because let's face it, if people aren't naturally throwing themselves at you and giving you offers and referrals for ideal clients, you kind of need a plan. And if you're socially awkward like me, people don't tend to um, search you out without a reason or without you reminding yourself of a reason reminding them of a reason okay point number two is soften your communication and when you're sending this communication to this person write out what you want to say then don't send it yet I want you to go back and make and think about how you can make it sound softer, nicer, and more polite. This is something I do when I send emails and messages because, because I want to get to the point and I'm practical. I can often forget that people like the social niceties. People like the small talk, and I'm doing inverted commas, that come with, um, hi, how are you? <laughs> or I hope you're well. I hope this finds you well. Hi. How are things going? How have you been? Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by softening it up. So it's like a soft, it's like a sandwich. What you want to say is in the middle. And then we have a nice little soft lead in. And then we have a nice little soft finish. And, you know, once you've said, you might say, hi, hope you're going well. I noticed you put up a post about networking. And I really love the comment about how you don't need a thousand people in your followers okay so that's what you want to say that's your touch point that's something you have in common it's a common topic it tells them that you've read what they've written and then you might finish off with um i'm i'm going to write a post on networking soon and wondered if you have a comment on blah, 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 because um, you, you're asking them for their expertise, you're acknowledging their expertise, or it might be something as simple as, great to see that you're um, still active, not touch, I don't know, I think I find the signing off harder, but it can be something as simple as, um, keep well or take care, Say hello to a mutual acquaintance if you see them for me. Um, let's catch up soon when you're in town. Or would you like to catch up and leave it at that? It's an open-ended. You're not um, drilling down and asking them to commit to a time, but you're leaving it open that you would like to catch up. Okay. Um, if they write back and say, yeah, it'd be good to catch up, then you might have an event that you're going to that you could invite them to. Or then you can say, okay, well, how about on such and such a day? We don't want to leave anyone pressured. We just want to leave them open with that invitation. As you can see for me how it doesn't come naturally, we have to think about these things. But 
there are lots of ways that you can finish something off nicely. Okay, so that's soften your communication. Now, the third tip that I want to leave you with is kind of the biggest in a way. Um, and it's about accepting that you're socially awkward and it might feel uncomfortable, but you're going to do it anyway. So personally, I've worked really hard over the years to listen to my own self-talk and acknowledge what I'm feeling and remind myself of the plan and of the point of networking. And it wasn't always like that. Um, you know, I really felt pressured at networking events. Oh, I have to, you know, get as many business cards as possible, talk to as many people as possible. Um, yeah, no. If you're prepared to follow every single person up, great. But just grabbing a business card is not enough. There has to be a follow-up. Sometimes you're at an event and there's no synergy and you don't have anything in common with anyone. But that's okay. You might pick up an idea, but there mightn't be a need to follow up with anyone. At the very least, you can contact the person who organised it and thank them for the event because that's just a nice thing to do. But this is what I mean about letting go of expectations and accepting it's going to be awkward. But you go in there with a plan, you work your plan and you deal with your anxiety using all the lovely coping skills that we know. Yeah. And if you want more on that, let me know. There's oodles of information out there. I'm not going into all of them now. I'm not going into any of them now, actually, because we're going to wrap this up in a tick. Um, so the three tips, acceptance, planning and softening your communication. And in summary, simple networking takes a bit of thinking about. Go back to what is important. Go back to what you need. Go back to the gaps. Think about um, the people in your life you want to forge stronger connections with. But start with those who are already in being active in your network in one way or the other. All right. I'm going to leave it there. There is so much more that we can cover and I will cover it in um, future podcasts. Let me know if there's a specific question you have. I'm more than happy to address specific questions because um, they're really practical and I love being practical. And as always, if you found this useful, share it. <laughs> That's always a nice thing. Um, leave a review. We love reviews when we do podcasts. It shows us that people are finding the podcast useful as well. And thank you so much for listening. So for all those socially awkward people out there listening, you're not alone. It's, um, it's very real. And you can do it despite being socially awkward. You do not have to be the most popular person in the room to be a good networker and stick with me and you'll be fine. Okay. All right. I will catch you in the next episode. Until then, take care of yourself. Treat yourself well.